Broadcasting from the Wella offices, direct from the Atlanta Tech Village, you're listening to The Incubator, the voice of the Atlanta Tech startup scene. The Incubator is a show featuring weekly interviews with Atlanta-based startup founders, influencers, and entrepreneurs, who they are, what drives them, and how they plan to change the world. Today's show is made possible by Wella, helping you on your financial journey every step of the way. And now, here are your hosts, Trisha Whitlock and Todd Schnick. Good morning and welcome back to The Incubator. I am your host, Todd Schnick, joined by my friend and colleague, Trisha Whitlock. Good morning, my dear. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm excited that it's another lady interview. Oh, this, is, uh, this has been a great month for me. Let me just tell you <laughs> that. Uh, uh, it's going to be a fun conversation today. Uh, we're going to chat about downtown a bit, too, as part of this conversation. Some exciting things happen in there. Yes, exactly. So we've today we've got Katie from Flatiron City, and she's going to be giving us a scoop on one of the newest co-working spaces around. It's actually still in construction and hear more about her as the community manager as well. So Katie, why don't you lead us off and tell us a bit about you and your background? Um, well, first off, thanks so much for having me. Um, I'm excited to be here. Um, I have a really strong marketing revenue growth background, um, but more recently I was doing marketing specifically for commercial real estate. So I was a brokerage coordinator with Cushman and Wakefield for the last year and a half. Outstanding. And that's how you ended up finding the job with Flatiron City. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So I um, I was working really closely with a group of guys um, at Cushman and Wakefield that were dealing a lot with startups and young companies, um, focusing more on commercial real estate, so really the culture of the company and finding the right culture fit. And um, so through that group of guys, I was introduced to the head, the head of the hedge fund that's developing Flatiron City. And um, we hit it off and I loved his vision and loved what he was doing over there. And I think he really loved my like, go get them attitude. And so, yeah, we went from there. So, And you have a background in civic things as well. Yes. Yeah, so okay. my degree is in sociology. I got my bachelor's from um, GCSU in Milledgeville. Honestly, when I came out of college, I, I felt like I had like a degree in basket weaving. I really didn't know what I wanted to do with it other than I wanted to create some type of impact and build community. And I kind of blindly went through quite a few jobs, as I think we all do when we get out of college, trying to find that right fit. So um, I worked with Parks and Recreation um, with Gwinnett County, which was so much fun. Like their national award winning. Is it just like Parks and Rec? Were you the (laughs) Leslie Nope of the office? (laughs) I would like to think I am. (laughs) Um, Not quite quite that, but yeah, no, it's so much fun. Um, It was getting to be, you know, ground floor in the community, getting to do fun things, the laid back. It is a really laid back atmosphere, just like, you know, Parks and Rec. I mean, it's, uh, you know, great, great coworkers. And then I went um, from there to the state, did a little bit with the Professional Standards Commission. So working with teachers. So, you know, still had that like warm, fuzzy feeling of, you know, I'm doing good. I'm helping build community. Um, And then, yeah, I I wanted to do something a little bit more hands-on. So I think that's why I got into commercial real estate. So and got into commercial real estate. Good Lord, uh, Trisha. I mean, she's accomplished more in her 26 years than I have in mine, my 46. Uh, it's cool stuff. It's a diverse collection of experiences though. And I think that's going to yield fruit for you in terms of the next step in your career. Yeah. My role at Flatiron City requires me to do so much um, from event planning to marketing to just kind of handling the day-to-day operations of our, um, we call them e-floors. We, we're not a huge fan of the C word, <laughs> the co-working word. Um, but yeah, our e-floors, entrepreneurial floors. Um, and so, yeah, all of the, my background in 
every field I've been in is playing a huge part of that. I mean, that's parks and recreation. That's what I did. I did event planning and coordinating, um, scheduling, programming and workshops that, I mean, obviously that plays into it. And then just the day-to-day operations, kind of the boring paperwork, um, getting stuff done, having things in order. That's what I did for the state. So, um, and then obviously my background with startups and building culture and commercial real estate is clearly, clearly playing a role. So, um, so I'm excited to see more downtown. I was a Georgia state student. So anytime something new pops up around campus, I'm always excited to see it. Now with downtown, we have switch yards. That's going to be growing as, um, did like a kind of consumer um, hub. You have the Center for Civic Innovation right down the street. I know Georgia State is going to be building like a digital media school and kind of studio right across the street from uh, the Flatiron as well. So there's going to be a lot of density downtown. Um, Kind of how do you see that playing a role in Flatiron City? What else do you see coming downtown that you think is going to be a big impact on the folks that are going to be using Flatiron City as their hub? Yeah, so I think part of my role is to not only kind of coordinate this ecosystem within the building, but like you said, you know, leverage and build and, you know, pour into the the larger ecosystem of downtown and really Atlanta as a whole. But yeah, especially downtown, there's such a such great energy happening right there. Um, so much redevelopment going on as far as actual infrastructure, like you said, the cube, switch yards. I mean, people are taking these old, beautiful buildings and actually putting them to use, which is really, really exciting to oh, me. Um, 10, 15 years ago, I worked downtown and I hated it. Yeah, I, I, I hated it. I, 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 was, I was happy to get out of it. Uh, and as we record this conversation, just yesterday, I interviewed uh, a major hotel in downtown Atlanta who's going through a $25 million renovation, completely overhauling their property because they believe in what's happening at downtown. It's very exciting. I mean, talk about the vibe there. I mean, it's, it's like a different place now. Oh, yeah. It's completely different. I, I work, When I worked for the state five years ago, yeah, I kind of avoided Woodruff Park. <laughs> I always love the restaurants on Broad Street, but yeah, the Woodruff Park area was not uh, my favorite place to be. But yeah, there's such an energy there. I think it really, people are starting to recognize that um, there is this really organic pedestrian urban grid that was that was just kind of laying there being not, you know, unused. And I think people um, recognize that and, um, you know, are starting to take advantage of the fact that it's there's this really organic urban grid there. And so, yeah, I mean, it's a great energy. It's it's honestly like being in a different city to me sometimes. It really, it really is. is. Like um, the streets are beautiful. People are actually walking, which is always great to see in Atlanta. And with the new cycling initiatives, we have a two-way cycling track that comes within a block of us. And I, but I can't remember if you rent on Peachtree Avenue, maybe, but there's, you know, two-way cycling tracks coming in. Um, well, if I know the, you, you probably walked here. The, yeah, I did, I did yes. <laughs> Marta and uh, Marta and walking, yes. And uh, yeah, and then there's a bike share program and they're looking at putting stops around downtown. Um, I mean, it's it's great. The park is beautiful. The streets are gorgeous. Um, the people are great, yeah. People are coming down. So with your proximity to Georgia State, is there going to be a relationship between Flatiron City and GSU that you all are working on to kind of utilize some of that student talent? Yeah. So um, part of, um, to go back to kind of the ecosystem, I don't think I really finished that thought, but part of that is kind of weaving startups um, and uh, academia as well as, you know, large companies in, in a way that is beneficial to all parties. And so um, in that pursuit, we have formed a very close relationship with Georgia State. Actually, um, we're currently working out um, an internship and co-op program with them. That's great. Um, and they're just getting their entrepreneurship program off of the ground this yeah. fall. So this is a good time to be kind of growing with them. 
awesome. Yeah, they have a lot of fun, uh, a lot of fun stuff going on over there. Panther Hack um, is a group that they just started to, I think it started with 20 students and hopefully we'll be able to put them in touch with uh, Microsoft internship. And so, yeah, bringing them into the building for general internships, working with a startup in whatever capacity, as well as direct internships with Microsoft will be available. Great. We also have a relationship with Georgia Tech um, through EI Squared. Um, and we're working on building relationships with a few other um, universities, um, you know, Morehouse, SCAD. So that's fantastic. I want to go back to something you mentioned earlier. I want to explore a little further because I'm intrigued by by the reason you're positioning it. Uh, but these e floors, yes. What, how did that come about? What's the what's the, the what's driving that? Um, well, obviously, it is a social work environment. Some people like to call that co working. Don't overthink it. I think it was just one of those things where co working has has just been used and used and used and overused. So yeah, we were like, well, what what type of people are actually coming to? a co-working floor to work. Well, they're entrepreneurs. They're all entrepreneurs, whether they're creative entrepreneurs or tech entrepreneurs. And so, you know, let's call it what it is. It's a floor of entrepreneurs. It's a, it's an e-floor. So yeah, we're going to start out with two e-floors um, that will house about 60 people. We'll have um, reserve desk, unreserved desk, two to four person offices, and hopefully we'll will build out from there. So the building itself is beautiful. I was actually a waitress in the like Brazilian steakhouse. I was at the bottom for a while really? when I was a freshman in college and then I had to pay for my dorm room. Um, and so I know there's like a beautiful vault down there. There's actually like all these like brick underways of the building. Yeah. Um, so I'd love to kind of hear more about your plans for the building as much as you can share. Um, and then some of the interesting historic features that the building already has being that it is so old and, and a flat iron, of course. Yeah. So, um, well, we actually are the, we are actually older than the New York flat iron building, which I think is uh, of note because people always, you know, that's the, that's the more popular flat iron building. Um, but yeah, we're actually uh, the original, we're at their oldest skyscraper in Atlanta. Um, and so obviously there's a lot of cool um, historical features in the building. We have the vault. It's, you know, absolutely gorgeous. I think anyone who's taken a tour has been their favorite part of the building so far. So we, you know, we're looking uh, at a few different options for that space. I think the most popular one has been uh, to put like a speakeasy bar down there. So that's personally my favorite. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're, uh, we're still, we're still working out the details on that. And then, yeah, I mean, from the vault level all the way up to the 11th floor, um, there's just beautiful historical detailing everywhere in the building. I mean, the, and we're trying to keep as much of it as possible. So much as much exposed um, Carnegie steel as possible, as much of the, uh, you know, the stained glass window in place and, and all of that good stuff. Oh, that sounds great. All right, Katie, Trisha, and I will return after this short break. We'll be right back. This is Wes Moss, former host of Atlanta Tech Edge on NBC in Atlanta. I'm here today, though, to talk to you about my new digital financial advisory firm, Wella. Wella is an old English word that means wealth. Several years ago, my team realized there were too many people who needed help with their financial strategy, but couldn't get the help they needed because they didn't reach the high investment minimums of many financial advisory firms. To answer this need, we developed Wella, a digital platform that allows us to help people just like you get free financial advice and tools to better manage their finances. We also offer online investing and the ability to work with your own investment advisor with no minimums. Learn more at yourwella.com. That's Y-O-U-R-W-E-L-A.com. All right, we're back with Katie Ryan, the general manager of Flatiron City. 
All right. So we were kind of talking about a little bit on who's going to be in the space. And I know that the space is still under construction. So I assume that you're really still working on garnering a lot of interest and in having people move in. Um, but there is news that Microsoft is going to have an innovation suite there. There's going to be a uh, women's focus accelerator. And I know the guys at Hummingbird, which is a small dev shop, are in there as well. So I'm kind of curious if you can give us the rundown of who's currently in there and what they're working on and then who you're kind of courting to come or what type of companies you'd like to see in the space. The Women's Entrepreneur Initiative, which is a project of the city, is actually going in our 11th floor. Um, we're really excited to have them on board. It's going to be 15 women-owned companies um, put through a 15-month accelerator. And that and that group is being backed by um, some really huge names. Um, UPS, Goldman Sachs are just a oh, few of the companies cool. that are helping out there. So we're really excited to have them. Um, they will be um, one of our inaugural tenants going in um, in October when we're set to open. So excited to have them. Um, the Hummingbird guys have been um, in and out of the building as we've been renovating. They've been a really awesome group, um, really flexible. They wanted to go ahead and get in on the action um, at the ground floor. So they were even in the building with us when we didn't have any AC and we were sweating through our uh, clothes. But, uh, <laughs> well, they were before this, they were in the penthouse of uh, the Biltmore, which is pretty much, there's like no running water. I mean, it's beautiful. Oh, really? There's like chandeliers <laughs> and it's a gorgeous space, but like you can only get there from a staircase. It is hot as hell. Okay. okay. Um, so I think they're used to kind of roughing it, but they're a great group of guys. I think you guys have lucked out with having them in your space. I agree. I agree. We're really lucky to have them and they've really been um, able to give us an insight on um, what exactly we can do for our tenants, which I think is really um, just, I mean, the most valuable thing. Um, we really want the whole building and the whole operation to be driven and led by the Flatiron citizens. And they've really been able to come in on the ground floor on that and and help that mission along. So they've helped us with a lot. They've set up a few, helped us set up a few events. Um, APKs and IPAs was actually a brainchild of theirs, um, which was a, an event we had back in May, I believe. So um, yeah, they've been great. Uh, we also have Microsoft in the building. They are setting up a Microsoft Innovation Center on the point side of our lobby level. They'll be holding m multiple you know, workshops. Um, they'll really be setting up regular programming in the building, um, both for our tenants um, and sometimes for um, outside people to come in. So we'll be advertising that as soon as we get those programs set up. And then they'll also be, Microsoft's also been really great in just kind of letting us leverage them to put in awesome really like up-to-date state-of-the-art technology throughout the entire building. So they're helping us also with the e-floors, getting um, some really great tech, Surface Hubs in the conference rooms. Um, our, the HoloLens is coming to Flatiron. That's a really big draw. We're really excited. We're really, really excited to have that there. It's, um, I don't know if you guys are familiar. No, but please explain. It's, it's, it's a legitimate it's a legitimate hologram. Like you, you put on this headset and you can actually see your ideas and creations oh, right nifty. in front of you, like on the table in front of you. It's a, it's a, it's very Star Wars-esque. I'm very excited. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, we'll have that on our e-floors um, for research and for our tenants. They're, they've been great. All of our tenants so far have been great. And um, I think going forward, um, we're really just looking for people who to really share the vision of Flatiron. So um, young company startups are obviously ideal for the e-floors, but we all we are also offering traditional office space. We're still trying to add, we're still trying to keep that value add mix of people who do have a creative and innovative spirit. So um, it's been kind of a, 
it's been a tricky task orchestrating all of this. I would so. imagine. What I find really interesting about what you guys are doing is that a lot of people, when they open a space like ATV, right, their whole slogan is, is engineered serendipity. Um, and it's very like kind of hyper-focused on one thing. Like we're talking about with switch arts, like it's very much consumer and design. So I find it very interesting that you all are kind of going into this as like, let's see who shows up and then let's build a community around that as opposed to trying to kind of engineer exactly that community. Um, so I'm kind of curious, which obviously must make it a little bit more nerve wracking because <laughs> it's like you're constantly pivoting and changing and figuring out what you're going to yes. do. So do you see the Flatiron City becoming something that is a hub of something? Like maybe it is digital media or it is early stage scalable tech or something along those lines? Or do you really see it being more of a melting pot of things in the city? I think it will... You have to understand too, just from an infrastructure standpoint, we're 43,000 square feet. That's a lot of space. So um, we have, I think, space to have a melting pot, right? So, and, and I think too, if when you have a melting pot of companies and we're not so focused on one industry, um, then you, you can bring in companies that really benefit from each other in a number of ways other than just being a like-minded, single goal-oriented company. So um, so yeah, and we're, we're trying to be flexible. The, uh, one of the huge things that I'm trying to do with the building is I really want, like I said, the building, the whole experience to be driven by the Flatiron citizens. And to me, that means let's see, yeah, let's see who shows up. Let's see who shares our vision of this like work-life integration, this like, you know, ecosystem. And then let's see what they want to do with it. Um, Because I think there's a lot of spaces around Atlanta and, you know, this is great in a number of ways, but there are plenty of spaces in Atlanta saying, this is who we are. This is what we do. If you're interested, maybe you can join us. And And I'm saying, I want you to come and help me build this. Help, let me, like, help me tell the story of who we are and what we do and help me create this. And I think that that's unique about us. Well, so. I think there's value in organizing around a shared vision. I think there, that can be real powerful, but I, I like the melting pot idea mm-hmm. because to me, it's a more it's a more natural, more legitimate community, if you will, because there's always diversity in a community, yeah? Yes, I, yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, and I, diversity has been something that we have spoken about on you know a number of levels a number of times, whether it's the you know, diverse companies that we have in the building or also just, um, you know, people from diverse backgrounds. So we've talked about innovation with impact. And I think people are out there innovating just for the, you know, for the sake of innovating. But I think to really have um, innovation with impact um, and intention, it really means having a global perspective. And uh, that really means having a diverse perspective, you know. So, um, yeah, I think that that's beneficial in a lot of ways. I'm excited to see kind of this like live, work and play thing happen downtown where we're starting to see it in Midtown. It's starting to really expand in Buckhead as well. Um, so when you're downtown, I know that you guys have, uh, tell me about the process of kind of closing down Broad Street to become a pedestrian walkway there. I remember being a student and like dodging cars while I was walking to Adderhold. So it's very nice to see that there's like, that there's an interest now in really making it more pedestrian friendly. So what do you, what are you guys going to, how did you make that happen? And then how are you going to utilize that space, that well, one block? Well, I think that the the city obviously took interest in the fact that we are taking, you know, Atlanta's oldest skyscraper and doing something really innovative with it. Um, and so I think that the, the city had invested interest and saw the benefit of creating this little parklet right there. Um, Broad Street is uh, such a beautiful street. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys go down there for lunch often, but it's, you know, great food. And it's, you really feel like you're in a different city sometimes. It's just this, the street's gorgeous. And so, yeah, I, there's already a lot of pedestrians and there's already a lot of, you know, seating and stuff along the, the edge of the streets. But we wanted a space that really people could just come and sprawl out and hang out, you know, to create that really, that the pedestrian esplanade that, you know, 
that real urban feel where you can just hang out and, and have lunch or you do work. And also we're u- utilizing the space as an event space, which is also a huge part of that. So um, we want to do, um, you know, regular programming inside the building. Um, but we also want to do just fun outdoor events. I mean, everyone likes to, you know, listen to music and drink beer and hear a few, you know, awesome speakers outside. So that's well, the beauty of being in Atlanta is that you can be outside like 10 months out of the yeah. year and be feeling pretty good, <laughs> yep. right? Well, go deeper on some of the events that you're planning and, and how people can uh, plug into that. Um, well, we're still kind of working out the um, event calendar. We're still early on in that process right now. It's just a matter of getting the building up and running. But um, so we've done a couple of events so far. Um, APKs and IPAs, what, like, as I mentioned earlier, was something that Hummingbird um, actually, you know, they were like, I think this event would be cool. And so we said, all right, that's awesome. Let's see how we can help, which is, again, the vision of the building is to, you know, you tell us what you need and we'll make it happen. So it was a great event. I think we had about a, a hundred people come out, two speakers, um, you know, on wearable technology, um, some beer. It was great. It was, it was a lot of fun. I think people really enjoyed being right there in the middle of downtown. And then our second event was actually the startup crawl after party. Uh, we hosted that. Um, again, i I think we ended up having uh, maybe they had 80, a pretty large yeah, turnout on that crawl. Yeah, just short of a hundred. Again, we you know fought through some rain, but it was just great to be out on the street with the community that you know that we want in the building and getting to see it in action. So it was it was good. But yeah, we'll have a number of workshops and programming geared towards young companies and startups, and then as well as just some some you know some social events outside. So. Something I would love to see is kind of like like failure parties where we get together with folks who like have recently, their businesses have kind of gone down the tubes and A, celebrate the fact that they tried and what they're going to be doing next, but also kind of create a discussion around what didn't work. I feel like Atlanta has a really big problem of, of talking about things that aren't working where in other startup other startup hubs, it's much more of like, well, failure is a natural part of the startup lifestyle where here it's kind of like you're- Learning process. They feel, you feel like you're shunned, although you're really not, right? Exactly. Um, so I know that's something that I kind of tweeted at you about, which I'd love to see. So I'm definitely curious to see what you guys bring to the table from an event standpoint. There's so many places that are doing events and there are a lot of, a lot of them are around pitches. So I hope that as much as that continues that we start to see some different events, especially drawing a crowd downtown would be fantastic. Yeah, so you, well, you actually kind of set me up then to give you a little bit of a scoop. So Ooh. we have actually uh, gotten together with the um, two gentlemen from um, Points of Light who own the licensing rights for Atlanta for a, an event called um, Fuck Up Night, which is abbreviated fun. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but yeah. It's um, podcast, say what you want. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, we've actually um, went ahead and confirmed that that will be um, hosted at Flatiron. So, oh, wonderful. Yeah, so it's like a TED uh, TED Talk setup where, you know, you have a certain number of speakers for a certain number of minutes and um, they, you know, exactly what you said, share, you know, a time when they fell flat on their face and what they learned from it and how we can, you know, benefit from that. So um, we're shooting to have that kickoff event um, in October and then it should be a monthly event after that. So I'll, as soon as I have some more details, I'll... We'll partner on I'll, it. Yeah. I'm <laughs> promoting it for you. you. That's yeah, awesome. We might I'm need to, to, to live broadcast from Fuck Up Night. That yeah, could be, that uh, could be cool. Interesting uh, conversa- series of conversations. And I agree with you. I love the idea of that. Of Let's not be afraid to talk about these things that didn't work out because uh, it's the foundation for where we go next. Well, and everybody, I mean, I've talked to a lot of folks who are doing something that I know someone has done before and it has not worked, but they don't know that that person has already done something like that. So 
they're cre- they're doing they're having the same mistakes, but they'd be much better off learning from what didn't work and what did work on the companies that failed, and then starting from there. Um, so it's interesting to see if we can kind of create that a bit more of a transparent culture in Atlanta, and maybe this event will be kind of the kickoff to changing that mindset. Yeah, I certainly hope so. That's fantastic. So, is there anything else? Is there any other scoops you can give us of, of events or? possible people in the pipeline uh, that are going to be coming in. We want five scoops per episode. You'll have to have me back because I can only give one today. <laughs> I love it. Well, we're super excited to see what goes on at Flatiron City and I'll know that I'll be definitely keeping a close eye on what's going on. Um, are you looking at bringing anybody else on? Because right now you are like a one woman army when it comes to Flatiron City. So how long is that sustainable before you've got to have some help making it all work? I honestly, it's not on the radar right now. So um, I'm going to keep chugging along and doing what I do best, which is just making stuff happen. And uh, yeah, um, once we get up and running, I will, uh, I'll look at, we'll look at expanding our, our workforce. But yeah, right now the one woman army stands. <laughs> <laughs> um, so at this point, are you looking to bring on any other kind of corporate innovation spaces? Are you looking for more dev shops? What kind of folks would you be interested in having in the space? Um, well, any type of creative or tech entrepreneurs for the e-floors, obviously I would love to hear from them. Um, you know, send us an email, tweet at us. We'd love to, I, I will literally get coffee with anyone. Um, so I have, I think five coffees a day. So okay. <laughs> yeah, send me an email. I love to get a coffee and chat. Um, other than that, yeah, we are actually looking at a few corporate innovation centers uh, to be put in the building and we're open to ideas. So, um, haven't pinned anything down hundred percent yet. Um, and then, yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess that's, that's pretty much it. Well, you have an amazing portfolio of, of tenants so far, but it sounds like you have a lot of opportunities do some more cool stuff. Yeah, we have plenty of space. So it's really just a matter of kind of like, like I said, again, orchestrating that, that right mix of people, um, that right mix of academia and corporate and small, you know, small startups. So, and the great thing about our space too is, the, you know, since we do have so many square, so, so much square footage, we're really big about flexibility. So, um, you know, we can get some, we can get some small companies, some, some startups in on the e-floors and help them grow. Then uh, we'll, you know, move them to a, move them to a bigger space. So. And flexibility and price is so much for an early stage tech company, especially. Yes. Um, so what is the, and I maybe you probably haven't set your prices yet. I assume that that's probably something that's kind of a moving target, but what is, what is the structure going to look like? It's a kind of a month by month type situation. What's the kind of commitment from a company perspective? Um, it is the, so the e-floors will be month by month. Um, the, the rest of the space will be a more traditional lease, but yeah, e-floors are month by month and nothing is set in stone, but right now we're looking at about 400 for a reserve desk. Um, and 400 ahead for a two to four person office. Okay. And then um, three to 350 on an unreserved desk. So like I said, don't hold me to that. It's not set in stone, but we will be releasing final pricing as well as opening up um, E4 reservations um, around the beginning of September. Good stuff. Well, that gives us an idea. Well, Katie, you're probably aware that the incubator is made possible by Wella. So it's time for the Wella question of the week. So let me ask you, what's the best financial advice you have ever received? Oh goodness. Start saving young. You're never too young to save. <laughs> I honestly think that it, I, I think I opened up my first, um, savings account when I was 14. Um, I took that to heart. My dad told me that. So yeah, start saving young. Don't ever stop saving. 
it's important. <laughs> Don't ever stop saving. Good advice. Well, Katie, it's been great to have you. Thanks for making time to join us. Before we let you go, once again, how can people contact you should they uh, have any questions or want to schedule that coffee? And where can they learn more about Flatiron City? Um, well, you can visit our website, um, flatironcity.com. Uh, you can also shoot me an email personally at Katie, K-A-T-I-E, at flatironcity.com. Um, or give me a call. My phone number's on the website as well. Um, so um, you can also tweet at us um, at Flatiron City. So. Katie Ryan, General Manager of Flatiron City. Again, great to have you. Thanks for stopping by and joining us. Thanks so much, guys. All right. On behalf of our guest, Katie Ryan, my co-host, Trisha Whitlock, I'm Todd Schnick. We'll see you next week on The Incubator. You've been listening to The Incubator, recorded from the Wella offices, direct from the Atlanta Tech Village. This broadcast is a partnership between the Intrepid Now Media Network and Hypopotamus, and made possible by Wella helping you on your financial journey every step of the way. The Incubator is directed by Andrea Risk and produced by Floyd Fischel. You can find The Incubator on iTunes and leaving a rating and review on iTunes will be appreciated by all. Again, you've been listening to The Incubator. The show will return next week. We'll see you then.